Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. Joined in today with the illustrious Net Boy. Good to have you, Net. How are you feeling today? Thanks, bro. Uh, everything's good. How are you? All right, man. All right. I'm not going to complain about anything. A little chilly here. I mean, it's schizophrenic weather, man. Yeah, I know. I seem like I'm coming down with something, too. Yeah, well, take care of yourself, man. That's never fun. That's never fun. Thank you. But, but, but before you start, I just need to say, <clears throat> your last show, I talked about going to WrestleMania, how my seats was horrible. Yes. So, uh, WWE rectified the situation by giving me uh, tickets to, two tickets to any upcoming New York City show. So, How did you work that out? Uh, I emailed them. First, I emailed Ticketmaster, and then Ticketmaster told me they already done did everything with WWE, which means I guess they transferred the money to WWE already. So they told me to email WWE, and I emailed them two days later. Someone got back to me. Okay, you want to know something? Uh, I guess that's a feather, a feather in WWE's cap for actually taking care of somebody that they couldn't take care of initially. Yeah. So I say, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful thing on their part. Now, I, while we're on WWE, I, I guess I, I just want to say this. Rest in peace to Bruno San Martino, the very first champion wrestler of my lifetime. Oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't know another champion before him. When I first started watching wrestling, he was the guy. He had it for like seven years? Eleven years. Oh, eleven. Two, two different reigns. One was seven years, and another one was like three and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when I first turned to... Uh, you got to be an old schooler in New York. <clears throat> W-O-R, which was Channel 9, which I think is like something like CW now. Yeah. Okay, back then it used to be W-O-R. This is when TV went off at like 1, 2 in the morning. I it, And wrestling wasn't popular. You had to stay up to 11.30 on Saturday night to watch wrestling. <laughs> I mean, there was no prime time USA two times a week. Well, at one point in America, we had, what, six hours of prime time wrestling between Nitro, SmackDown, Raw, and what was the other one? Was it TNA? Oh, Thunder, yeah. Thunder. I mean, this is before TNA, but, I mean, that was like the... uh, highlight of wrestling in America when you had that many prime time hours of wrestling. I grew up, there was no such thing as prime time wrestling. <laughs> Matter of fact, sometimes you didn't even get it on WOR. You had to find the shit on a uh, Spanish station. Telemundo, like Channel 41. <laughs> I mean, it would be in English, but it would be on like 1 o'clock, like like, old school ECW fans used to have to stay up sometime at 3, 4 in the morning to see ECW. Oh, wow. ECW oh, yeah, you're right. Have, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, ECW didn't have, like, a set time. It used to come on, like, MSG whenever they decided to put it on. Yep. <laughs> and you just turn by. Okay, I'm up like an idiot at 4 in the morning. You turn. Oh, ECW. I watch. <laughs> you know, like, down here, we get Ring of Honor. But it's on like weird hours, like Sunday afternoon. It'd be basketball on. You're going to watch basketball, you're going to watch Ring of Honor, but you only know like two people. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, you're not going to stick with that too much, man. Now, you know, I'm glad I got you here. Because I want to talk about, um, I got a lot to talk about, but I want to talk about Starbucks. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Now, first of all, I want to name the two gentlemen. Rashawn Nelson is one. Dante Robinson is the second gentleman. Mm-hmm. And if nobody doesn't know, and you've been like spending the last couple of days on Mars, they were arrested uh, at a Starbucks in Philadelphia. Do you have any views whatsoever on this Starbucks situation? 
Yeah, I felt like they were racially discriminated against, and I felt like the the head of the police in Philly was an asshole about it as well when he said that his officers did what they were supposed to do. Then he backtracked it yesterday and actually apologized. Well, you know what? Okay. I This is the way I look at it. I think that Dante... Damn it, I just said this fool's name, too. Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson were out of line. I am a native New Yorker. And in, being a New Yorker, there is no fast food restaurant, for the most part, that you can go and prop in. Except Starbucks. Sit down and just chill. Except Starbucks. Well, you know what? If that is their policy, and I did not know that that's their policy. I'm learning something brand new as we discuss. Now, I've been to Center City many times. There's a McDonald's, like, right next door to Starbucks. You are not allowed. There's a sign, restrooms for paying customers only. Most gas stations, paying customers only. Now, North Carolina, we are a weird state. You can walk through the front door of almost any place in North Carolina, at least where I live, and go directly to a bathroom unencumbered. Don't have to buy nothing. Don't have to talk to nobody. Matter of fact, you live in New York City. Tell me the last time you used a bathroom in a fast food restaurant, you didn't have to get buzzed in. They I mean, buzz I mean, you in the bathrooms. I mean, I've never used a bathroom. I do know when we have our photo walks, we tell everybody to meet us inside Starbucks. And we have never had an issue with just hanging out at Starbucks until everyone got there and we left. Okay. Well, see, now, I don't know if this particular, but I'm going to take your word. If this particular mm-hmm. Starbucks had a no problem issue with you uh, just resting, I don't have an issue. So I, I the, changed my view. Yeah, but, but even the white woman me, that did the video, she said that she was there for an hour before she ordered anything using her laptop. Okay, but see, I didn't know that either. And now, see, oh, okay. here's, here's the thing. This is me. This is just me, dog talking. When you ask me to leave your establishment, I, and if I'm not doing anything but using your heat, your seat, and your space, which I'm not entitled to any of that. See, that's the thing. This is my issue. We got bigger shit going on in the planet. Now, these two guys are now the face of something that should be a nothing issue. When any business says, get the fuck up, get up, and get out, you go. Yeah, but for you make them, a, did you see their interview? Yeah, I seen their interview yesterday. And, you know, they, a, lot of, said, a lot of this stuff seems to me like lawyers have now gotten their head. Because for them to be doing this big business meeting, I have never done any kind of business meeting in a fucking sweatsuit. I mean, but, you know, but this is a new world. Because yeah, they, they said the, the, the woman didn't tell them to go. They said, they said the, the, the police got told them. The, yeah, the police, yeah. So now you, but see, here's the thing. Instead of even leaving when the cops ask them to leave, they decide to then start making phone calls to the person they're supposed to meet. I mean, at one point, do you say, I mean, now I'm going to say from the video that I've seen, they were never abused. No. They were never physically thrown to the ground. So that's, that's not a narrative that can be created. Uh, and see, here's the thing. Now, out of the woodworks, you got a gazillion black people now sitting in YouTube videos of being asked to leave Starbucks, including a guy who the, the uh, manager clearly tells him, in order to use the bathroom, you must purchase something. And you know what this, this black man told them? I purchased something this morning. I mean, when does they give you a free pass to use the business? That's like leaving a movie theater and then saying, I need to go back in the theater to use the bathroom. You know what? You left the theater. You watched your movie. It's over. It's goodbye. You don't get to have a uh, revolving door ticket. I mean, now, uh, I thought the CEO of Starbucks jumped the gun by apologizing way too fast, way too fast. But I guess he has to because he knows the store policies. 
Okay. And if the store policy didn't, somebody needs to clearly state. We now, now Starbucks is in a fucked up position, net, because I'm a homeless guy. I am now homeless. It's raining outside. It's cold outside. I need some place to just chill for hours on end. Every fucking Starbucks is now just going to be full with the homeless. Yeah, they, well, they do have one where you can't bring in large bags, as in, like, I guess that's how they maintain a homeless problem. Okay, I'm a homeless dude with no bags. Oh, I just uh, stink like shit, and I'm going to sit here because y'all already apologized for kicking people out. And here's the thing. Now, this is a part of the story that I did not like, and it, it says these guys are, to a degree, lying. They did say they were asked to make a purchase. Now, if they claim they wasn't, they even brought in their own drinks. They yeah, brought their own it. drinks in. I mean, goddamn! What makes you entitled to do your business meeting in a place you do not want? Pay a dime of rent. That heat you're not paying for. Those lights you're not paying. Those people's salaries you're not paying. I don't like entitlement, and I don't like even when we act entitled. What the fuck was so bad about saying, you know what? We're gonna meet Joe Blow, and we're gonna come in Starbucks, but we'll meet him outside. We'll meet them on Walnut Street, which you have the right to do. You don't have the right to use anybody. Matter of fact, you and your buddies don't have the right to literally use that place in that manner either. If they say we don't want 15 of y'all in here and nobody's buying anything, you're not entitled. It's not, it's not a library. You go to a public place. You go to a fucking park. You go to a library. I mean, you can't even just... Say, we're just going to all meet in the precinct. You can't do that. I mean, the precinct don't even want you in there. Shit, the church don't want 20 people bumping in there. Because it, 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 there's bills to be paid, and these people, I mean, damn, it's, hey, guys, the, the lady said, somebody told them, at least buy our water. We brought our own water. I mean, you don't go to a bar with a beer unless you're in Vegas. See, now, Vegas, you can go from one bar to the next bar. And carry your own water. Yeah, but my thing, I don't even know, like, was they going to order something once their friend got there? Who knows? See, they could change the narrative to whatever they want. Yeah, because because the now... Lady, that's what I understand. The lady called the cops within two minutes of them getting there. Well, see, that's... Supposedly... See, the story... It's, it's so many different stories. I heard that they were in there 40 minutes. Well, on Good Morning America the other day, they said from the time they got in, in a police record... That it was two minutes from them getting in there. Okay. See, by the time, let's not forget this, too. By the time that they got to Good Morning America, they were already sitting two inches away from their attorney. Oh, yeah. I mean, overnight, they lawyered up instantly. It's like they went straight from being held at the prison to a lawyer. Because there was a lawyer sitting right there. They kind of tried to hide him as much as they possibly could, but he was sitting there. Oh, yeah, you know, the lawyers will contact you as soon as anything happens. Exactly. You know, so uh, it's, it's, a tr it's a tricky subject, but this is not one of those things where uh, I think it's, it's, it's being blown out way, way, way out of proportion. It was, I would have had more problems with this. Two black men sit down at a Starbucks, and they get ignored. And nobody says, may we serve you, may we help you. Well, they I don't have, have a problem with that. You have to physically stand online. Right, but I'm just saying, I would have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with a business saying, we are trying to serve you. You don't want to be served. You don't have the right to wait in there. Listen, I've been to Nobles, which is a great restaurant, a fantastic restaurant. And I've been told in Nobles, you will not use our place as a waiting area. You can go to our other bar. They will actually literally send you to their waiting bar. Yeah. You can't wait in the main restaurant. We do too much business here. 
Now, you can go to this other bar two blocks down, or you can stand in the fucking street till your table's ready. The choice is yours. But you can go there and stay there for eight hours doing nothing, really. People sitting there on their laptop all day, just cringing off Wi-Fi. See, I didn't know that they were like, uh, what was that other place? Uh, the book, Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because exactly. one. You can go to Barnes and Nobles all day. See, one, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I, I, it's, I, I'm not looking for a clubhouse, and I don't drink coffee like that. I'm not giving anybody no four or five dollars for a cup of coffee, and I don't drink fancy uh, latte, mocha, <laughs> joker, jean joes. Hold on a second. That's just not me. No. I'm gonna sneak all over this. Sorry about that. Oh no 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 worries. Well, you know, this will play out as it plays out, and it should be interesting as it plays out. But I'm hoping for better thinking that Starbucks doesn't take no one, two million dollar hit on some bullshit. And and when they close on May 29th nationwide to do their uh, sensitivity training. I hope those employees all get paid. That they don't have to take a hit over this. Yeah, because I know because Starbucks is like one of the only companies that's like a fast. I don't know what you compare it to, like a fast food chain, but they do really. They do justice by their employees. For instance, they pay. They pay for some schooling. They pay more than minimum wage, and you get health care. Okay, well then, good for them. But maybe this guy, maybe the CEO panicked because he wants to run his place in a certain way. I mean, they're not a chick filler where they're saying, like, homo, stay away. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't a discrimination in the manner of we don't want you here to serve you. And see, some people are taking that narrative that it's like we don't want you here because we don't want to serve you. It was, you know, they just had to clear it up and make it real clear, and they're going to have to come up with some kind of guidelines because I'm telling you, people now will manipulate going in there and taking up room. Suppose a bus trip, and it's raining. They happen to be in town, and 45 people decide that they're just going to sit in Starbucks instead of waiting in the rain, but nobody wants anything. So that means paying customers can't even get seats. So they get, they got some things that they got to think about. Man, well, back to Philly again. New York to Philly flight. And this poor Tammy, um, no, this lady, Jennifer uh, Rodden, gets sucked basically out of the fucking window, man. Oh, yeah, New York to Dallas. Emergency yeah, New York to Dallas. So, yeah. But they had to do the emergency landing in Philly. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Southwest. Now, I did uh, read today Tim, that they're giving, they are giving vouchers and stuff and money to peop, to, to the passengers. Yeah, and Jennifer Rodden's family is going to get, uh, now that I say her family deserves to get paid as much as humanly possible because oh, yeah, definitely. there's negligence there. And I, I'm going to tip my hat to Tammy Jo Schultz. Because she's a hell of a pilot. Uh, she didn't panic. She brought that plane down. She kept the deaths to a bare minimum, injuries to a minimum, and I'm, I'm I can't even imagine the horror that the people on this plane felt. You know, I, yeah, can, I, I can't imagine. even imagine. But the reality of the situation is, in life. There's things you can control and things you can't control. And this is not going to one way or another stop me from boarding an airline. I am going to continue to fly for the entire rest of my life because there's places that i got to go, and I'm not going to drive, nor am I getting on a bus to get there. Yep. Speaking of that, we had um, I have a flight in June to uh, the Florida Panhandle. And the only direct flight is by this airline called Allergen. And they ran this 60-minute special about how Allergen is so dangerous. And now my lady is like, I'm not getting on that plane. So I had to basically talk her all this week, basically, like, talk her into 
still going on this trip because I'm like, well, I'm gonna just throw away my money. I didn't, I didn't book any insurance or anything on this. Yeah, but Allergen and Frontier are horrible. Uh, they're like budget uh, airlines, and yeah, they're they're, they're kind of uh, they, well, Frontier uh, charges you for air basically. Yeah, they charge you basically for everything basically. Yeah, there's no there's no freebies now. Unfortunately, I am a Southwest flyer because when I go to the West Coast, the only way for me to get out of North Carolina on a straight flight is via Southwest Airlines. I have no choice. There is no option. I am not one of those people to save 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Am I flying to Dallas and then from Dallas going to... Fuck that. I, yeah. Take me straight. That's what I was trying to explain. That. I said Allergen is the only airline that goes directly to where we where we need to go. Or else we have to take a connecting flight. Because I, you know, I wouldn't even fly to Newark. So for me to have to go to Newark for a flight, if it's the only direct flight we have. Yeah, I could dig that. So I don't... Uh... I, uh, I I like straight flights if I can get it. Matter of fact, I pay the extra money to fly direct. Yeah, I don't like going up. I, when I come back from overseas, I got to do a connected flight because they didn't have any that was coming directly back into JFK. So that's my only op- that was my only option. But I hate um, connecting flights. Hmm. Now we have this woman. Who writes for the small uh, uh, newspaper, the River Valley Times, Marsha Corson, who suggests that black men, if we want to stay out of trouble with the law, we should have curfews. Oh, my God. So why you don't need curfews? Well, no. She's saying white boys ain't going to get shot by police at one in the morning, so they're fine. But uh, a black man at one in the morning is a target. So if we put curfews on ourselves, so we should live like uh, uh, the opposite of vampires. Yep. We was should Mike- only be seen in the daylight. Was it Michael Brown shot in the daylight? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if if you ask me, Gordon was choked in the daylight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott was shot in the back in the daylight. Orlando was shot in Louisiana in that car. It was light outside. (laughs) The South Carolina guy shot in the back. It was daylight. Tamir Rice was shot. It was broad daylight, and he was 12. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't even a man. He didn't even look like a man. I guess we have to come out between the hours of 8 and noon. On Sunday only. (laughs) And we got to be dressed like we're going to church. Yeah, got to be in a suit. Yes. Oh, and no dreads. No, and ha- you need to have a Bible visible. Yep. Oh no, they you might must the have a Bible visible. They may think that's a gun. Oh, now here's a situation. This week, I don't know if you've seen the video of the young man getting shot in Utah. No, I didn't see and, that one. Okay, well, uh, uh, a young guy gets killed by the cops. His name is Elijah Smith. He gets shot by the cops. He's in uh, he's in a garage. Now, inside the house is three kids. I don't know if this family is white, Hispanic, or they could be black. But they're saying this fucking guy is in the garage. And this is one of those things where we can't always be upset. We have to actually do our due diligence as black people and look at all the facts also. Oh, I don't like that we jump to conclusion and we automatically always assume that everybody else is wrong and we always right. They asked this young man like four times, hands in the air. First of all, he's not where he's supposed to be. He's in somebody else's garage with little children in the house. Do you know this motherfucker with the arrogance? He only takes one hand out of his pocket. (laughs) He only puts one hand in the air. Now, this is me. I'm putting myself in Elijah Smith's situation. I can't win no more. I'm locked in the garage. There's three police with their guns drawn. My hand's in the air, and I'm screaming to them. 
My hands are in the air and I'm unarmed. My hands are in the air and I'm unarmed. This guy, either he's so fucking cool or these kids don't like to listen to nobody type deal. He keeps one hand in his pocket the whole fucking time. I guess that's why this one, this story is not as big a national one because, oh, but naturally, the Mueller gets directly on the air. They overreacted. I was like, what the fuck are they supposed to do? What is in that pocket? And then he makes a move with the other hand. He never verbalizes to them like, listen, dudes, okay, y'all, y'all made me scared. Now I'm going to take my other hand out of the pocket. I ain't got nothing. Yep. Yeah, that's so they shoot him. <clears throat> 20-year-old kid, he's dead. But, but what you going to do, man? Yeah, they just had one basically the same basically the same thing. And I think it was in Brooklyn. This guy was waving a pipe around, and the cops ended up killing him. And people was up in arms. But when you look at the video, it did look like he had a gun. Yes. And who has a pipe with like a ball handle on the end? Yeah. I had this conversation with, with, with Bones. And I was like, especially if it depends on what time of day it was, the time of day and the shade outside would make it more and more look like a gun. Yeah, and the way he was running up on people, it looked like he had. It looked like he was trying to scare them, like he had a gun. Yes, and and he was pointing, he was pointing the pipe as though it was a gun. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm just putting myself in the position of the person he did that to. Yeah. Uh, like I'm putting myself in the position of the cop, or I, say, God forbid, it was the homeowner. You come home. And your three kids are in the house, and they're screaming, Daddy, there's an intruder in the garage. Yep. And this fucking guy, you're armed. This guy is not complying. What do you supposed to do? Why do we have the rule that we have to jump through hoops when somebody's being a criminal to protect them? That, okay, first we should throw a pillow at you. Then we should try to tase. Like, I have this discussion with my wife all the time. That gun training, and I don't give a fuck what, if you're in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, CO, uh, private investigator, police department. There is no such thing as shooting to injure. And anybody that hears me, if you if you can correct me, Prove to me that I'm wrong. There's no such thing as shooting to injure. That shit is television. That's a that's an episode of uh, of Charlie's Angels and you know Criminal Minds. In real life, you shoot to kill. Always shoot to kill. It's what the criminal does. Does the criminal shoot you in the ass? If that was the case, everybody would be just getting shot in the ass. <laughs> no, people shoot to kill. That's the purpose of the gun, to stop the other person, to end all threats of violence coming back at you. Because I promise you now, if I ever fire my weapon at somebody, I am not shooting them in the fucking foot. This is not some 1920s gangster movie and I'm just trying to prove a point. <laughs> this ain't good, fellas. And something tells me he didn't shoot that kid in no fucking foot. Something says that lunatic shot that kid directly in the chest, and it just sounded cuter later on in the years for Henry Hill to say he shot Spider in the foot. Yeah. Because didn't he eventually shoot the kid in the chest anyway? Yep. <laughs> okay, then. So why why waste the bullet? Why waste the fucking bullet in the foot? Shoot you. You know what? There, there's a song by Scarface. He said... They ain't starting off with no chest shots. They starting off with head shots. That's what you do. End it. Party's over. Should I waste 11 bullets or can I hit you one time in the dome and save 10? Let me save the 10 bullets. <laughs> you know? Now, this one, this is a more lighthearted thing. Have you heard about this Texas 911 operator, Crescenda yeah, yeah. Williams? Mm-hmm. Crescenda Williams, I don't know what kind of pool she got to only get 18 months probation. This chick was telling people while they were calling 911, I ain't got no time for this shit, for real. 
Because yeah, I mean, okay. what is they say she hung up on thousands of callers. You call nine one one and you're getting pranked by. I mean, some serious shit might be going on. Yep. Hey, I, I, I need nine one one. What do you need? Fire, rescue, or police? Uh, I think they broke in the house. I'm in the house. Well, you're on your own, motherfucker. Quick. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, thank God. It seems like I, I hope they went through her case fine to make sure that there was a situation where people actually died because of her negligence. But I'm just trying to figure out how the fuck did she only get 18 months probation yeah. and 10 days in jail? 10 days Who the fuck jail. does she know? <laughs> Who does she know? She's a civil you service know? person. And black? I mean, damn, in Texas? This woman hit the lottery. Yep. This type Civil of thing. Shit. Gee, she must have, first of all, she didn't even like her. She couldn't have liked her job. She hates everything and everybody. I don't have time for this for real. Is that a mem? Uh, <laughs> I mean, is that that black lady in the mem with the like yep. head rag on? I ain't got no time for this. I mean, damn, somebody actually really was doing this in real life? To people who needed your help? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, I think there are certain jobs, Ned, where you have to have compassion for other people. One are nurses. Nurses and doctors have to have a certain amount of compassion. I think that if you like a a person that works in daycare, you've got to have love for children. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a 911 operator, you got to care about people getting help, man. You got If you don't, then you're in the wrong business. You know, you're in the wrong. I mean, damn, she's just a mean lady, man. Yeah, that's insane. That's just mean. You know, and here we go, America. We let fucking Puerto Rico lose its lights again. Again. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is the matter? What is, and what also is the matter with big business? There's no big major corporations that went over there. These billion-dollar corporations that make money off of everybody, they couldn't send some infrastructure people over there. Say Zuckerberg, I want to do something nice. Or or what's that other one who always gets credit for doing good shit? Bill Gates? Bill Gates couldn't send an electric company over there. It cost him what? A couple of million and he'd be a hero in Puerto Rico forever? Wrong group of people over there. Yeah, I bet you they, they stole... Them fuckers went over there, put up... They, I bet you they got paid. They got paid like hell. I mean, they, they the embarrassing thing was they had the Major League Baseball guys doing a press conference, and in the middle of the press conference, the lights go out. Like, yep. Do you know the only place that had lights for two nights was the baseball stadium? Ain't that something? Big business. Their lights didn't go out. Yeah, because they could afford the, the generators. backup generators and stuff. We are whacked out fucking country, boy. It's funny because the amount of money that we make off of Puerto Rico, you would think we would invest it back into it, but guess not. Yeah, well, you know, if you ask Trump, Puerto Rico might as well be... In Venezuela. Like, it's not even a part of America. He probably thinks you could deport them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why why haven't we deported all the Puerto Ricans? (laughs) Because they're fucking citizens. Do you realize they, you know, they're citizens? You know, um, I I was hearing a fucked up story today, and it was just, just stupid. Fucking three-year-old, and I didn't mean that, three-year-old little girl, she shoots her pregnant mother from the backseat of the car because mama's boyfriend leaves a loaded nine-millimeter in the car while he runs to the store. There was a three-year-old and a one-year-old in that backseat. The mother's pregnant. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, That father should go to jail. Well, he has been arrested. Uh, you know, negligence, uh, uh, possession of an illegal weapon. But, um, you know, I was having this, this conversation with um, Bones. Now, I, I understand guns, but these fucking people who leave 
bullets chambered. I mean, is your life such in danger all the time that you got to have a loaded, not just a loaded weapon, but a hot weapon, one in the chamber? I never leave one in the chamber. Nobody's after me that bad. And you know what? I can chamber around in, what, two seconds? Yep. I mean, damn, you got a gun. The clip is in there. Boom, boom. It's, 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 it's chambered. Because, first of all, that meant his safety was off, and he had a live round in there. And you know what? Thank God the mother will be all right. I don't know if she'll probably lose her pregnancy because think about it, This bullet went clearly through her. It went through her so much, it went through the front window. Yeah, that's insane. But suppose the little girl, by mistake, turned it on the one-year-old. That could have all herself. Yeah, this could have been this could have been worse, and, and and for something like this, he can't walk. Now, he he's got there's got to be some jail time. And to me, I don't know his history. This guy could be a two time loser already, or this could be his first you know jail time. He might have never been in trouble. But this is these these are mistakes that you cannot make. They're mistakes that are not forgivable, because. You know, hopefully one day mom and daughter could laugh. Oh, you remember that time when you was three years old? You shot me, baby. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. hopefully that's something they, they can laugh about 20 years from now. You know, but it's not funny today. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah. You know, it's not funny <clears throat> today. I'm going to say congratulations to Kendrick Lamar for winning the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, who knew? For yeah, them. For music, yeah. Now, I know they gave it out for music, but it's usually for a classical yeah, uh, jazz or something like that. Now, I didn't think that there, you know, maybe I didn't look at this album the way everybody else did, but I didn't, I was not blown away by Dan. I didn't think, there's nothing on that album that I have on my playlist. There's nothing on that album that's in rotation in my life. Uh... I, I didn't really like it at all. I didn't like it from the first day that I heard it. Be Humble was all right. DNA, I, I, I just didn't care. I thought that he was uh, feeling himself a little bit too much, and he wasn't even trying to let you have any fun with the album. <laughs> you know, sometimes guys get like that. They get all art housey on you. I don't know if you've seen Atlanta. These, uh, have you caught up with Atlanta yet? No, it's on. It's still on my list. After I finish with Unsolved, then I'll take on another show. Well, I want <clears> you to definitely. Uh, there have been three outstanding shows this season. That fucking Teddy Perkins episode is outrageous. Um, but see, then he gets Donald Glover gets really odd house. Because even when they show the show Atlanta, like during their commercials, they put up all the awards that the show was won. So, you know, that kind of goes to your head. You won this. You won that. So we're so phenomenal that we could actually take a shit on for 30 minutes some shows, and you're going to love us because we tell you you're going to love us. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, that I'm not 100% with, but what you going to do, man? Now, let me ask you a question. I like to ask this question of a black person. And, and matter of fact, Unsolved, I'm still into it. My wife built. I really like this show. I really I like think it it's too. good. I thought it was excellent. I, I think there's some things that I didn't know that they, they make me aware of, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. But I watched a documentary this week on Elvis Presley. And I know that black people have a a real bone up they ass when that name comes out. So I wanted to see somebody else's view. What do you or don't you think of Elvis Presley at all? I really have no real thoughts about him, to tell you the truth. Uh, it wasn't even my era, really, so. I, uh, <clears throat> I, grew up, I grew up in the tail end of Elvis Presley's life. Mm -hmm. And you can combine maybe 10 people and throw them in a pot, and they wasn't Elvis. 
I'm yeah. talking about the, how big he was. Like, uh, and I'm talking about like you could throw Michael, Beyonce, Prince, Justin Timberlake, or Justin Bieber, the Spice Girls, and put them together. And if you put them in one concert in one part of town, and Elvis at a concert the other part of town, everybody would go to the Elvis concert. Oh, yeah, definitely. So he was such a phenomenon. Now, what I'm kind of getting at is a lot of black people in America, especially young black people, started hating Elvis when Chuck D said he's no, you know, he's a hero to most, but fuck him, he's straight out racist. Yeah. But I looked at this documentary and studied this guy's, what he did. Elvis allowed a lot of black artists that were forgotten in America to eat because he always gave them credit for being the people who gave him the music. Yeah, See, it wasn't like he just stole it. It wasn't like he even changed it. He still did it generically the way they did it. Yep. He didn't turn it white. Elvis always kept that country boy shit. So the blues is country boy. It's like a dude going down to Louisiana and he wants to play jazz, but he whitens it up and makes it like um, Michael uh, Michael Bolton. Yeah, that's some soft shit. Jazz guys don't respect Michael Bolton's style of jazz because he's dumbing it down. And you know, and for that, I always thought that a lot of these black artists would have been forgotten if he didn't put their music back out there. And so like I always, always respect that. People always quick to jump and say someone's appropriating the culture, but if you if you give them credit, so you're saying white, white people can't do no form of black music? Well, think about it. If you <clears throat> say, say me and you created something, and we didn't go where we were supposed to go with it, but somebody else recreated it and made, and they say, okay, I'm not the originator. Go back and look at the originals. Then they go back and look at the original, and they become interested in us. Mm-hmm. In a way, he helped us. Yeah. See, he was big enough to be the front man that they could never be because people forget. People love to forget about shit in this country. 1950s America. Black music was not on white stations. So the only place that black music was played was on black stations. And if you wasn't just a white boy listening to black music, you might have never... You Think about it. A white guy could have a record out, and a black guy could have a record out at the same time. And if you white, you would think that the white guy made the song. Yep. Because you never heard the black version. Where would you hear it? You couldn't buy black albums. You're not bringing that black album in a white family's home. They'd be like, are you crazy? So, you know, that's just the way it goes. You know, there's a lot of uh, appropriation. And, and it happens from all cultures. We point our fingers only at the white. I mean, you know what? I, I, I When I look at French Montana and I look at DJ Khaled, I say, them are two appropriating motherfuckers, too. <laughs> Because they act like they act like they blacker than black people. Yeah. They talk like they black. French Montana's not even from the fucking country. Wasn't even born and raised in this country. Matter of fact, there's another one on ESPN who I can't stand. This uh, Hassan Alamin. Yeah. That fucking guy act like he was born and raised in like Harlem. <laughs> that was fucking from like the Sudan. He got he got to America when he was like nineteen, but he act like he born and raised here. He been through all the struggles. Yep. You know, don't that, that shit flies with other people. Don't fly with me, my friend. You know. Now this is some funny shit, Nat. We got this guy who's the EPA administrator, and he wants to install a private phone booth in his office. But the shit costs forty three thousand dollars. Oh my god! I think you ever seen Get Smart? Yeah. Uh, not not the movie with The Rock. I think The Rock was in it. it was Steve Carell. Well, I'm saying, what does he want? Like uh, uh, 
the the wall of silence to drop from the ceiling. What the fuck <laughs> do you need a $43,000 phone booth? What are you saying? What are you saying on the, on the line that you need a 43? I mean, there's people hungry in America. 43,000. You know what? Get some good fucking texts. And they come in there and sweep your office every day, make sure you ain't got bugs. Yep. You don't need no $43,000 phone booth. Yeah, go to home, see. man. What the hell? What, what, what type of conversation are you having? That's what I'm, I mean, damn. I mean, are you a pedophile talking to little kids? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck, man? We had a Facebook murder this week. This fucking Jonathan J- Jonathan Robinson kills his woman on Facebook Live while he's telling her the whole time, I'm going to make you famous. Oh, my God. People are fucking idiots. Yeah, this, uh, you know, I, I guess that's when you totally lose your mind. You can't get away with it. It's live on Facebook. All you're doing is horrifying, not just her, but everybody that's tuning in. And me personally, I would not have been able to sit through it. It's not something I'm going to sit through. When I see a situation like this, and, you know, people can do some good fooling on you. They can almost make anything look super realistic. But, you know, I'm hoping that I never see a social media murder. That's not what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, that's the same. Uh, Yeah, you're right, though. You know... That's why I think eventually these guys, something's going to happen where, like, this Facebook Live stuff is eventually going to get cut off. It, it, it seems to be more bad than good. You know? Yep. We already have video texting on our phone. Video text and just send to the people that you know. I mean, but this streaming live where it can go just national to anybody can click on it because it's public. No, mm-hmm. I think that it, maybe it does have to go. You well, know? I do admit that the guy who almost died in the Southwest thing when he went on Facebook Live because he felt like he needed to chat with loved ones. I can see that being a a, a decent reason. Like I, you know, I don't want to log on and see someone die in a plane crash though. You know, and that's something like that will probably be the argument why they will keep something like that going. Yeah. Now, maybe you got some more information on this. And we're talking about stuff that could be fake. I'm not buying into this. This mysterious half-human, half-animal creature in Santa Fe, Argentina, that's killing dogs. Have you seen that picture? No. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't I buy into that either. It sounds like something Photoshopped. Yeah, yeah. It looked like some cockaberro, you know that you know that animal they've been trying to create in Venezuela, uh, in Latin America. That's uh, some kind of evil creature that eats souls. So this one, I'm kind of calling bullshit on. I, I agree with you 100 percent, man. I I agree 100 percent on that. Well, that's good. Well, Jonathan Martin got out of the hospital, fucking mental health. Facility. Matter of fact, he got more time for his threats than that mail lady. I mean, uh, nine one one lady. Cause this bastard's got to like show up at probation three days a week. Three days a week. I mean, damn, you'd be better off in the facility. Yeah. <laughs> damn. How? I mean, either y'all think I'm crazy or y'all think I'm well. Three days a week. This shit is a job. Yeah, that's the thing. You know. I want to say rest in peace to Coach Pop's wife, Erin Popovich. Yeah, that's a, that has to be tough. Definitely has to be tough. I have never met the woman. I've never met Pop, but I must admit that when I woke up, uh, I think it was yesterday morning, and I read that, I don't usually get like this, but it made me sad. Yeah. Because I felt for Pop. I really yeah, felt for Pop. He's with somebody for 40 years, and then... All of a sudden, you by yourself. That's 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 crazy. That has to hurt. And then you, you're in the middle of your job, where you still have like an important job to do. Yeah, and yeah, and you don't want to abandon. And you know what, Pop, Pop, Pop is just being Pop. He goes out and he says the perfect Popovich shit to the guys. 
I thank you for all the love and support, but you guys still got a job to do. Yeah. Now go to work. That's that's classic pop, you know. And that's why I love him so much. And like, and I don't usually say that about, uh, you know, people I don't know. But I love what he stands for. I love what that spurs. Spurs way stands for. I've tried to incorporate some of that in my life, like being accountable, just being accountable. Yep. You know, saying what I mean, mean what I say. You know, I control what I can control. The rest of the shit that I cannot control, I release it. I don't care what it is, Ned. If I can't control it at all, it's out of my hands. I don't let it cost me night's sleep. Not anymore. I can't say I've always been that way. I used to carry shit that was not for me. And you know what it does? It makes you sick. Yep. It gets you sick. And I'm not saying be cold. You, and I never tell another person not to feel. Because I don't think that's human. I don't think that's real. I think that's bullshit. I, I think that's uh, that's what the neighborhood tries to tell you. We we talk about this today, right? Like, Sometimes you have, like, these codes from the neighborhood that don't make literally no sense. Like, Ice Cube has just developed a code where he can't be caught on camera smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so now, 25 years later, still with the same woman, a good home, multimillionaire, very successful movie and music career, and he still can't look like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got some guys who the other way, they can't ever look serious. They got to look like every second of their life is a joke. Kevin Hart. I.E. Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart can go through a divorce, but he's got to act like a clown gesture while he's probably hurting like a motherfucker. And, and I kind of say that because I seen something this morning that I've never seen before. And I, I want anybody who could hear me to do yourself a favor. If you like this man's music, go watch the video that Prince family released of him singing Nothing Compares to You Today. Yeah. That shit is awesome. I've never seen Prince, and I've been a fan of Prince since the early 80s. I've never seen Prince have fun. This is the first time that I've ever seen Prince have fun. Playful, laughing, smiling, joking. Oh, and, oh one and, and, second. Oh, oh. I, I have to cut you off because I have to uh, step out real quick. Okay, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me, though. Hey, no problem, dude, man. I appreciate it. You have a great weekend, my friend. All right, you too. I appreciate you. Okay. But go, please, people, go check out that Prince. Nothing compares to you. Released by his family. It's on YouTube and a whole other bunch of places. Well, I would like to say, this is Doc on Strange Talk with Doc, and I can be reached at 724-444-7444. Call ID number is 145048. That's every Monday and Friday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. The show you can catch live shows and tape shows on YouTube, iTunes, podcast.com, and talkshoe.com, all with the tag Strange Talk with Doc. Now, before I get out of here, I just want to talk a little sports. UFC is having a fight night, 128, Saturday. It's loaded on paper, which should be a very good card. You got Edwin Barboza is going to be fighting Kevin Lee. I enjoy both of them. Frankie Egger, a legend, fighting Cub Swanson. This is their second fight. David Branch versus Tiago Santos. Brett Johns is fighting Aljamain Sterling, which should be also outstanding. Dan Hooker versus Jim Miller, which is kind of weird. Jim Miller's basically a hooker. Uh, meaning a style, shoot style wrestler. So that should be good. And Corey Anderson is fighting Patrick Cummins. So on paper, this card is loaded from top to bottom. So, And it's a freebie. It's on uh, FS1. Uh, like I said, it's a free card. 
I love the UFC, so I'm hoping for an outstanding card. I'm hoping there'll be a nice mixture of submissions, knockouts, and maybe a couple of decisions. I'm not a I'm not a long big on a whole bunch of 15 minute fights, but if they're entertaining, I sit through them. I mean, especially since all we basically got is we got basketball, playoff basketball, which I'm going to talk about very briefly next. And we got, that's about it. You know, I'm not into hockey. Okay, so we got the Jazz and Thunder. They evened up at 1-1. I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm caught in the air, but I'm thinking that the Thunder will still take this series. But we'll see how it pans out between tonight's game and Sunday's game. The Pelicans, totally shocking me. They're up three zip on the Trailblazers. I did not expect this. If anything, I expected the Trailblazers to be 2-1. But Dame Lillard is not balling. Rondo and the Brow are kicking ass, so they're up. Now, what doesn't surprise me is the Warriors are up three zip on the Spurs. The Spurs without Kawhi Leonard is not the same as that team. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Okay, the Rockets are up two zip on the Timberwolves. Timberwolves haven't even shown up for this series. Butler is MIA. So I think that the Rockets are going to sweep them and finish them off. The Raptors are up two zip on the Wizards. I don't believe in the Wizards. I don't believe in Bill, Wall, and uh, Otto anymore. So I think uh, We Are the North will take them out at worst in four to four games to one. The Celtics are handling the Bucks, I think, and I said it from the beginning, the Celtics are just a better team than the Bucks. Embiid came back last night to lead the 76ers 2-1 over the Heat. I see the 76ers winning this series. They're just a much more talented team. And here's the one that uh, Monday, when we get back to basketball, should be the most interesting story to talk about. The Cavaliers and the Pacers are tied, 1-1. And this is still right now, it seems to be a pick especially if Kevin Love is injured with any significance. If that hand is screwed up, well, he has to miss any amount of time. The way that bench and J.R., Rodney Hood, uh, Clarkson, Nance Jr. are playing, you can't rely on LeBron every night to put in 40 to 50 points and do everything because by the next series, he'll be dusted. And Indiana is really playing with house money. They have nothing to lose in this entire series because nobody and their mother, other than the people in Indiana, are picking them to win this game. Win this series, I'm sorry. Now, I'm just going to go through some things to make sure I wrap up. I want to talk about everything before I get out of here. I wish that we as a world could do a better job of saving our women and children from harm. I am disgusted, sickened, and saddened by Sina Bono, an eight-year-old girl, drugged and gang-raped and beaten to death inside a Hindu temple in India. And the fact that some people actually go online, we are living in a wicked, evil time, and they defend it, and that they say that this should happen to more. How do you look at anyone's child and say, I want to bring the ultimate violence against an eight-year-old? It's a precious eight-year-old. She's done nothing to nobody. And I say, little Miss Bono, you rest in paradise. With the pleasure that you do not get in this earth, I hope they all are rewarded to you in your peace, in your sleep. And it does sadden me. I, I I don't even really have words to say other than that I don't like hearing about this. I don't like talking about this. And I hope this never happens to another child nowhere on this entire planet. I'm not living in a fantasy. And I know things like this will happen. But we should be, on the whole, angry that this is allowed that this is, this is a way to settle a grudge between cultures, to do this to a child. Now, I've always been under the impression that I was not responsible for what I say. 
I'm responsible for what I say, but not for the way that you understand it. And that's a lie. I want to clarify that. Communication is not about what you hear, not what you say. So uh, let me, I, I, I screwed that up. Communication is about what you hear, not what you say. So I, to make my point, I have to be clear enough that not only am I responsible for what I say, I'm also responsible for you understanding what I say. Uh, so I can't just put something out there, say gibberish, and expect you to understand what I'm getting at unless I lay it out clearly. And so I will make sure that I take that responsibility each and every time that I do Strange Talk with Doc, which is Monday and Friday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time at 724-444-7444. Call ID is 145048. I would love to hear from you. I would love to speak with you. I would love to hear your feedback. If you think that I'm out of line about something, you can say it. Talk to me. Email me. You can email me at netboydoc at gmail.com. I take suggestions. I also... If you want to come on and do an interview, promote a product, an event, I'm more than happy to hear from you. Well, let's let's you know chop it up, and from there we'll see how it goes. Hmm. So we got this general, Brigadier General Kurt Stearns of the United States Marine Corps. He oversees the Sexual Assault Prevention and Assault Office, and he has the audacity to call allegations about sexual harassment fake news. So I'm going to tip my hat and salute United States military for removing him from his position for not taking the responsibility of the post that he serves with more dignity and respect. Because we have a president that's sitting out there calling everything fake news does not give everybody the right to call everything that they hear fake news. It's bullshit. There are real things going on in this world. Now, if you choose to ignore them or minimize them by just saying fake news and let it blow off, it's not right. How could you be basically an SUV commandeer and not take everything that comes across you deadly serious? Now, I'm going to basically uh, close this one out because I want to talk about one guy before I go. Armand Green of the Green Bay Packers, ex-Green Bay Packer Armand Green. He was sentenced to probation after a fight with his daughter. This is an ex-NFL running back. This is a 15-year-old girl. We have got to come to a point where violence between adults and children in their homes ends completely, utterly, totally. You are teaching children that if I love you and I want to correct you, violence sometimes is a necessary and also is a acceptable way of learning a lesson. And in no way, shape, or form is violence towards another person an accept, acceptable learning experience. I mean, take their electronics, strip their room bare, make them sleep on fucking two sleeping bags and, and a pillow. Uh, the, the, the shopping trips that you promised, don't go. That vacation that you said you all take it as a family. Leave her at grandma. There are ways where a grown-ass man, maybe a 230-pound man, does not have to slam his 15-year-old daughter. See, she might laugh down the line about, remember that time you made me sleep in that damn room, Dad, and I had nothing in there, no TV, no laptop? She's not going to laugh. 10, 15, 20 years down the line about the day that you slammed her to the ground. So I hope anybody hears me who thinks that the way to show love and discipline to a child is through any form of violence that you would think, that you would stop, you would reevaluate, you would say that I am the adult, I am the smarter of the two, let me use my wit, 
my wisdom, my experience in life to not lay hands because we cannot teach another generation of children that acceptability of violence to learn a lesson is acceptable. Well, this is Doc. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. And for the very last time, you can reach me Monday and Friday live 12 noon at 724-444-7444. Caller ID number is 145048. And I'm going to tell you, like I always tell you each and every time, no matter what is going on in this wacky world we live in, I'm just going to say to you, peace, my friends.